You watched both episodes. I watched the first 10 minutes of the first episode. I watched the movie again. But together, I think that we can come up with a fairly succinct review as to whether or not this show is worth a watch. Really, the show picks up when Warwick Davis, Willow, shows up again, which is at the very end of the first episode. You know what's crazy is that he was only 17 years old when he was in the first one. He was only 17? He was only a kid. I was thinking... And he was playing a dad, and he led that movie. Can you imagine starring in a movie at 17 years old? I thought he was, like, in he his looked, 30s. Yeah, he looked like he was in his 30s. But then I saw him now, and I was like, he doesn't look all that... Di like, he doesn't look like he's aged as much. So what's, then I looked it up, and so I was like, oh, my God. What's so funny about that is that at the end of the first episode, when he appears, he has gray hair. Mm -hmm. So I well, was thinking to myself that he was supposed to be a lot older. But, well, they, they cast him to be someone who was in his 30s, right? And so right. they have to show him as the equivalent of like 20 years have passed <laughs> the critic reviews at the time uh it's still now like it's got a low rotten tomato score but the audience really? score is really high and it's just a fun jaunt of a movie and going directly from that into the first 10 minutes of the show there was just a jarring tonal difference like everything about it was different and i did not like the characters <laughs> to just begin the show and i was like i can't do this so, so is it is it a lot you take that. is it a lot darker in the original film than no scene? it's not darker it's fun that's what a fun jaunt does not mean dark. It just it's like it's like a corny version of like a Hobbit uh, adventure or <laughs> I don't know the Dark Crystal. Like there are right. a lot of different infusions of fantasy and just bright colors and and fun and jokes. But like with the new characters, I was just immediately put off by the way yeah. the prince was presented. Yeah. And when I heard that he was kidnapped, because I, I did read the synopsis after skipping out on the show, and I was just happy about that. I was like, <laughs> just let him be kidnapped. Actually, you know, the weird thing is that Prince Eric, he was my second favorite character. He All was the... introduced in, in a horrible way. Like he was just sitting there oh, party with I, a girl. I, I, well, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just jump into the episode. So we start off with Princess Kid. She's the daughter of Sorsha. Sorsha must be in the original, right? Queen Sorsha? Yes, she says she's in the original. Like, they show you the brief flashback right, with her in it. <laughs> and then, She was the daughter of the evil queen, and then she gets married to uh, Mad whatever-his-face-is. The whole premise of the first movie is that there's the baby Alora, and she's going to become this amazing ruler one day, and she's going to take down all the evil Allura in the world. Dunnan. But yep. then, apparently, Willow has a vision after the movie ends where... Uh, Alora needs to be shuffled away and the queen has to raise her daughters in the kingdom. Ancient evil will rise again, heralding a new dark age, so, as the narration says. So I don't even know where Alora is at this point. Do you get to see her? Yes, you do. Okay, is she Jade? She Jade? No, she's no, not. No, okay, she's not Jade. No, I was know. just curious if they like tried to stick her in with a new identity, but yeah. Well, she does show up in the first 10 minutes because who princess, who, god damn it. She's not the milkmaid or whatever. Oh, God. Dove. Oh, God. Yep, Dove That's is, who they made her? Yep. <laughs> they Dove made her Dove? Yeah. The person who falls in love with the prince? Yeah. I hate this show. <laughs> I'm giving it a 1 out of 10. <laughs> they make the hero of the show some, like, smitten young maiden who's just in love with a guy who gets kidnapped, <laughs> yeah. like, almost immediately? Yeah. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> That's what they went with? Yes. Well, it actually reminded me a little bit of Lord of the Rings because, yes, the, uh, what happens is the creatures actually, I'll give the show this, they were actually somewhat horrific. I actually thought that the creatures were somewhat scary. The well, way the that CGI they were at the time when they made the first movie was like cutting edge. That's why they waited a couple of years before they made it. George Lucas wanted it to like at least look creepy enough 
to actually uh, do the like war scenes with. Yeah, the Gales, there's like a huge fight scene that uh-huh. happens about 20 minutes in, and then it turns out that Prince Eric, he's taken away, and then the reason <laughs> I compare it to Lord of the Rings is because... Is we he get... at least a good sword fighter like his dad, or is he just kind of... Like... Yeah, I mean, I think that they're all good sword fighters. Definitely Princess Kit is supposed to be the most skilled, though. It does feel like it's kind of a gender swap thing, where like the main two leads are going to be this queer couple, and then you have the damsel in distress as the brother, who, who ends up getting like... Uh, pulled away and, and the prince being needed a yeah, rescue you also have a, a random knight that's main purpose there is just to get killed off like right as they start the adventure boar man he was a person in a cell that sorcerer was talking to did you get to that part in the episode no i literally saw the guy from spider-man and the guy from what what's oh, the okay. west anderson movies what's tony revolve revolver right yeah. here he's prince gate he plays the same character in everything where he's kind of like this this guy that no one wants to be with except for servant and that he is he is like a love interest who I, I think they want to be with but like everything else he plays sort of a buffoon well here he's supposed to be completely like awkward yes he's not supposed to say a lot and uh and but he's like 43 years old at this point he's been in the industry forever <laughs> he's he's one of the people that is going so the the people that are going on the adventure to save prince eric are Borman, the person at a cell the random knight uh princess kit jade uh graydon and then as they're going on this adventure and as they're like really starting it turns out that dove wants to go because she's in love with uh with prince eric do you get a sense of everybody's abilities going into this uh, mission that they're about to yeah i mean borman is is again kind of supposed to be i felt like he was a therapist because at the like very beginning of the show we get a scene between him and queen sorcia where sorcia is telling him there's this new dark age that's about to appear like i'm very very scared for my children and borman man even though he's supposed to be this outlaw he basically is able to kind of console sorcia through all this yeah it reminded like, me a little bit of the walking dead the negan thing where i think uh, later on in the comic book series carl goes down to negan when he's in a cage and kind of talks to him and even though negan is supposed to be this bad guy negan is actually able to console carl through a lot of it it was the same type of thing here well i mean val kilmer's character mad Mord- mordigan was uh, also found in a cage so i'm sure that's connection there but thief he's a thief and a sword yes that's how it's listed here and not then, a therapist <laughs> well i no, obviously not like in fact that's even one of the reasons he's going on this mission queen sorcia is like if you are able to actually bring prince eric back from these uh from these gales then i will wipe you clean your slate will be clean and i'll take everything off your record we're talking a lot about Borman. is he like the center of the show or he's what? one of the main characters the thing is that what about uh, kit yeah so kit so we get uh like in the first 10 minutes we learn that she is going to be married off to the guy from yeah. spider-man prince graydon prince graydon is a really dumb person and so she's really mad about it and she kind of flips out during this dinner i think it was like the rehearsal dinner for the wedding or something like that because she learns that jade who is someone that yeah is probably the love interest and also her best friend is going to kind of be leaving very soon afterwards it just uh, feels like every since everything since house of the dragon uh whenever i see uh fantasy shows it's always concerning the marriages yes. of like someone not wanting to get married to someone else yeah so kid like goes up to prince Graydon, and she's like playing out this whole entire show she's really enthusiastic about it and starts telling this like tale about a queen who like fought for her own hand and ended up winning the tale <laughs> that she told me reminded me a lot of the movie brave because that's almost the exact plot of a, a brave so she'd seen brave <laughs> she's seen brave. i mean she's seen the whole disney library <laughs> yeah great in great in he again he's also going on the mission he doesn't want to originally but then i believe like one of the people it's either his father or someone close to great is like if your wife is going to be going on this mission then you have to be going as well mm-hmm. and so he like he 
really mobile league uh, decides to come along. Uh, and then, yeah, you have, like, kind of the old knight. So as they're all going away, then that's when Dove, they, like, realize someone's following them. They're like, there's no way you're going to be coming along with us, Dove. Like, you cannot fight. You don't know how to do anything. And you're definitely going to get yourself killed with us going on this perilous adventure. And then she's like, but I, I agree. Can Make Alora someone else. <laughs> but the main reason that they bring her along is because she can cook. She knows how to cook meals. And so. she, yeah, okay. <laughs> So that's so that's why it happens, and then uh, very soon afterwards, when they like, it's a band of misfits. I get it. Yes. it's like the original in that way. It's just that I'm not. Well, sold I didn't. On the, no, I wasn't. I wasn't sold on them either. Here's the thing about Princess Kit. She has the very teen, angsty kind of like the Flash CW vibe. Yes, CW wish where it's like you just cannot get over her character. The thing that I didn't like was within the first few minutes, she said, "Dude." Yes, yes, I caught that. It was weird. Like, they're using vernacular from contemporary times or modern times, and, like, that wasn't a thing in the original. Yeah. In the original, the music score wasn't different. The words were at least a little, like, fantasy-relevant, and it just feels like they are trying to infuse and make it more contemporary. It's almost like, but why? It's almost like another period where they're using, like, common vernacular and then they're playing it back in. Another TV period show. to show that no one has seen. <laughs> but, yeah, go But ahead. also, like, when a Hulk, when, like, Mark Ruffalo said, bruh, it just it threw me off guard. I was like, you don't have to do this, especially for a Disney Plus show, which usually is, like, in the golden age of Disney, they were able to make, like, the olden times seem pretty modern without having to, like, I mean, actually... Simba was like, this is pretty lit, bro. <laughs> It just feels too contemporary. Yes. No, I absolutely agree. And, and, then, and I, I didn't hear the music later on, but that has been a big complaint is the fact. And I understand that the guy who did the original music and the original score that used a lot of folk songs and stuff from the fantasy film uh, of 1988, he passed away because he like uh -huh. got in a plane accident a few years ago. He also did, I think, the score for Avatar. But um, to then switch it up and make it like, it's so jarring a difference. There and, was, and yeah. Did they do like rock songs or what did they do? I honestly did not like pay attention to the music, but I did see the first 10 minutes of Willow and I could already tell. I heard that. like the credit closing song was like really off putting of the first yeah. episode. Well, what they did with the credits was they, uh, they like made the last shot, they turned it into a drawing and they continually did that as they were showing like it. Like the end of Avengers? Yeah. Basically, huh? But I mean, like that—that that, that wasn't really a complaint of mine because I wasn't really paying attention to the music. It was more okay. just the characters. Jade, I feel like we haven't gotten to know as well. But I'm not like she. I don't understand why she's going along in this adventure. She's Kit's love interest. No, I understand that she's Kit's love interest, but it doesn't even seem like you're talking about people that can't really fight. It doesn't really seem like Jade can fight either. She I thought she was fighting her at the beginning. Yeah, except for that scene. That's basically it. Hey, I mean, that's enough. I think if you have a love interest and you she she's also able to like hold a sword, then I think that she's included in the mission. They also need a sorcerer. So that's where Willow comes into play. Before they can even, like... So they know that they're going to seek out Willow. Yes. Okay, so right. the queen, uh, what's her name? Sorsha. Sorsha. She tells them, okay, go find this old wizard that I used yes, to Yes, because with. that's the only way that they're really going to be able to find Prince Eric. Cool. And, and so what's he up to these days? <laughs> well, what happens is they get attacked by Bone Reefers. An old knight dies. And then we realize that the Bone Reefers, they're evil people. They, like, wear a mask. They remind me of the Mongols. Uh, yeah, they don't sound particularly nice. Bone Reefers. <laughs> yeah, they, they have, like, arrows and they're shooting at them. They're really trying to get to Borman because, again, Borman is a thief. It didn't really seem like the villains were really that well established because that's really the only... Well, they're reason. not in the movie either. Like, it just is <laughs> random armies fighting random armies. And then, like, yeah. You do get kind of a cool scene where, like, as they're being chased and everyone is on horse 
horseback, they of uh, the horses that like all the main group are on jump off of a cliff into the water. One of the things I liked so much about the movie is that they had talking animals. Were there any talking no, animals? No, they had talking animals. Yeah, it was a little bit like uh, Narnia, you know, where like, but that was because of like a witch had been turned into a, uh, <laughs> I think it was like a possum at I first. I would have loved and then to they see turned talking into a animals. Raven. Well, you'll probably will by the end of the series. I can't see why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, so anyways. They're I, also trolls and stuff. After the attack, they go into the forest and they see a little person there. And he tries to explain that he's Willow and he tries to get them to leave. And they're like, you're not Willow. Like, you're not even like you, what you need to try and help Did us. Did they insult them by calling them Plex? Because that was a thing in the original movie. It was like everybody was calling the little people Plex and they hated it. And so like it, instead they went by it, Willow by the end was being called Willow, which is what he, he Yeah, liked. well, Willow has his has his like big entering scene where it's like you hear his voice at first. His big entrance? Yeah. Yeah. His, you hear his voice at first. They even do like the behind the shoulder shot as he's walking out. And uh -huh. then like you see him. And like I said, once he shows up in the show. Does he the, have his wand? The show gets better. No, that's the, he, he has his wand in a box. Yeah. Again, they show the. So originally. Originally, that wand was wood in the movie, and then they had to like replace it with it fiberglass. It looks like wood, well, yeah, <laughs> because it could break. They yeah. were afraid that it would break. So now this is, I think, it's a fiberglass one. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, that's when the first episode ends because that's when we get the reveal that Dove is probably a Laura, Laura Dunnan. And How then, is that revealed? So. Uh, Willow's actually able to scope it out. He walks straight up to Laura. He's like, I know you. Yeah, he, he, no, that's what happens. He, like, locks eyes with her. There's, like, silence. He walks over to her, like, says a spell, touches her arm, and then suddenly that's when, oh, that's when, when, the, symbol that's when the symbol shows up. Okay. That she is a Laura. Yeah, that's how they were, they were trying to find her as a baby, is that there would be that insignia on the, in the, in middle of her arm. Right. That's how they originally thought they were going to kill her, and then she, they were able to escape with her. And that's in, yeah, and that's what Dove has. And then, uh, that's when, uh, but does everybody know what that symbol means? Like, has has there yes. been... Yes. When, so, when the symbol so, shows up... So even though she's kind of been uh, brainwashed or does, never raised to know that, the prophecy still exists to a wide extent and the world still knows what that means. Yeah. Great. Cool. Yeah, and, and it, I think Queen Sorsha knows as well because a main plot point of the second episode is she's sending knights after them to go get to go get Alora. Also, it's kind of weird that Sorsha, instead of making... Like, I understand... She made her a milkmaid, though. Like, she could have made her anything. She could have made her royal. She could have just had like this is our second cousin. She's, she could have raised Alora in a better manner, but she made her a milkmaid. Sorsha is portrayed as a villain in this in this show, really, and you see that in the second episode. It starts off with a flashback. I think that this was well, after. No, the I mean film. the flashbacks would show her as a villain because she was a villain right. for the majority of the film. But this but scene like, takes. Well, does she turn good by the end? Yes, obviously yes, because, she falls in love with uh, Mad Mordigan. What happens is there's a scene that I think takes place after the film before the tv series yeah. where sorsha and willow they're yeah. talking and then willow is like look i really want to train allure at this young age because i've been having these visions like you are that the darkness is about to take over and i heard that there were de-aging scenes so did this look good yeah no willow looked way younger which is why it was so did weird she? when didn't she i mean i didn't really see it that much okay yeah but so uh so then sorsha is like look I like trust you and you're obviously a good man, but I'm not going to allow you to train Alora. And mm -hmm. that's a main reason why Willow hasn't been seen for so long because he basically decides to leave after that. Yeah. It's like, I wonder this. how Mad Mordigan would have like what they would have done with his character in that case to like mend that mm -hmm. relationship because obviously Val Kilmer has cancer and he wasn't able to yeah. reprise that role. But the uh, they said, the showrunner said that he was a big presence in this series. So were they still bringing him up a lot? Or I was think they brought him up a couple of times. Yeah, oh, okay. I think, I think 
All right. with Pope Times. But after the flashback, uh, we see where Willow lives. Yeah. He lives with a lot of other... You said that they didn't like being called Flex. Whoa, what are they called? Uh, I, I don't know what in the show they're called, so let's okay. just call him Willow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, he shows them where everyone is, and we also meet Mim. And Mim, I found her cameo funny because it obviously wasn't the same person who played them in the original, but Mim was Willow's kid the same kid that saw Alora the baby. Oh, cool. And, and yeah, and so I, I found that part uh, the coolest. And then they're trying to show that Alora really is kind of like, or Dove really is Alora. So they're trying to do like a finger trick. I think that's from the original movie. The finger trick was that um, the magician or the person in charge, the wizard or whatever, asked the um, contestants to become an apprentice uh, wizard, uh, which finger held the magic. And the correct answer was their own finger, not one of his. Uh-huh. And and she picks like the middle finger randomly. Oh, okay, that was the answer that the first person gave in the in the movie. So that it was, was a wrong. reference. Yeah, and everyone yeah. just goes, uh, and they like all lose hope that she's really uh going to be Alora. But it, but the thing is Willow also got it wrong in the movie before the end of but then he kind of like his intuition kicked in later on and he trusted himself and he became the wizard. Yeah, but I mean like it, it, that was the coolest part because we were really being introduced to the new world. Like the yeah. new world and, and, and this, I, this part doesn't sound sound that bad to me this part sounds at least more in line with but what the I, I movie wish, was doing i wish that we kind of were following willow throughout the first episode as well because not only because the like other world that we were explaining was really boring it also seemed like this was a oddly kind of cheap production because like for example when prince eric is taken when that whole entire fight scene's going now it's about 10 minutes they shot it in the dark and the reason they did that it was kind of obvious even though i did like the way that some of the monsters looked was because they wanted to save money by not having to put as much work into okay. and you could tell that just kind of like through really the story itself but you do see what took him though yes the gales the gales are they're the evil people and i'm assuming that they're going to be the thing that are heralding a new dark age yes like they seem like the people again that this just reminds me so much of the dark crystal with the skexies trying to like overtake the power of the gem and everything turn turning purple and stuff and yeah well my my question is how many villains especially group of villains are they going to introduce us to because again we've already been introduced to the bone reavers the gales seem like the main villains i just like i'm wondering how many more things are going too many characters before. yes i would say so uh oh even even in the main like group of misfits one that you're thing talking about. one thing that they did in the movie was that they introduced a lot of characters there were a lot of little people who mm -hmm. ended up going on the journey but really quickly there was like this selfish one that kind of like disbanded all of them and then <laughs> there was only two and then by the end it was only willow so it, you did get like people were weeded off really quickly mm -hmm. so you didn't have to stick with them too long in this show they might want to take a page from that and start kicking some characters out of there <laughs> well, you know, they can always bring him back but you know definitely not, not gonna be dope because willow decides after a quick talk with Mim that he's going to go on the mission and the rest of the episode proceeds to be dove having to uh say this uh like spell correctly and apparently this spell was just supposed to like kind of sprout a plant from the ground sure but she was like not able to do it and throughout the rest of the episode her main story arc is just trying to do this do this spell it takes again that's a play to the movie because uh, that wizard or that witch that he was trying to turn back into a human he continually tried to do it from her being a possum to a raven to a tiger okay. and it's every time he just changed her into like a different 
uh, animal, but couldn't get her to be a woman until the very end. Did it take a pep talk to, to get him to do so it? So right? many pep talks. It took one pep talk here. Graydon just like shows up out of nowhere and is basically like, you can do this. That's that's the majority of that scene. He mm-hmm. leaves and then uh, and then she like tries to spell again. It doesn't work. She gets really mad and then she gets knocked out because apparently the people that Queen Sorcia sent have found them. This is the end of the episode. And when they're dragging her away, the plant, the plant sprouts from the ground showing that she is in fact Alora. well we already knew that though yeah yeah so okay we, as, as an audience we already knew okay. but the, the show was trying to play it off like oh oh see is she, she the chosen is. one yeah. yeah is she sort of like ray from the new star wars movies yeah, ray was way cooler than she was okay uh, it just seems like every single character here had basically only one character trait it's like just to be able to separate the characters and make you know which one is which yeah one's like a redhead and the other one's like a <laughs> The cliffhanger I thought was good. I also, again, like Willow. I like Eric, even though I know that you said you don't. And again, some of the monsters are cool. But except for that, I thought that this show, yeah, really, really failed. And I can only assume that the movie is a thousand times better. It seemed like it was oddly cheap at different points. The show gets really boring and it like screeches to a halt, not only in episode one, but in episode two, soon after you were introduced to Willow and he decides to go on the adventure with them, which is kind of sad because again, I really like Willow. The snarky team vibe did not work for it. It feels like there's a lack of focus in the first two episodes. I would compare this show to uh, The Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, Wheel of Time, and like any type of those like kind of old timer shows. But I feel like those, even the Lord of the Rings show was better than this was. My overall verdict is, even though there was some surprising things I actually liked about it, I'm only going to give it probably a lower score than maybe even I should. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of 10. A four and a half out of 10. Okay, well, it has a 5.3 on IMDb. A lot of the points that you are making have been said before. However, mostly by users, not by critics. Critics tend to like the show more so than they do the movie. It has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes on critic score, but it actually has the reverse for an audience. I think it's like in its 30s, 32%. And Isn't uh, that what you said the critics gave the... uh, It's almost the reverse for for the movie. Yeah, which is weird. It's like... It's like the movie was made 40 years ago because you had different critics back then or something. Hmm. Um, no, but it is funny because a lot of the names of the monsters were plays at the critics. Like one was making fun of uh, Roger Ebert and they ended yeah. up giving it two thumbs down. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know about the TV show. Basically, um, I don't see this as one of those shows where if you've enjoyed the movies, you're, you're, you're going to like this necessarily. I think um, you're probably going to like Willow or like his introduction again. But aside from that, yeah, I, agree with you yeah i'm sure there are people who are still going to find plenty of enjoyment in this thanks for listening we'll see you on the next episode hope you enjoyed this one bye